Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This last week, we finally got the update that we've been waiting for. We've got smaller clients. We've got a new build rat adventure. We've got combat changes. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the X Inside Inside Xbox event. So Joni went out and talked with the Inside Xbox crew and basically kind of confirmed all the stuff we already knew. We knew this stuff. It, it's not, it's not really that much. We we heard a little bit about how there's stuff that's coming with uh, Arena and that they're going to be coming out with pets and that pets are going to be interactable with other pirates and all the stuff that we kind of already heard about. And then we got an announcement for an announcement. So on the, the games, on Sea of Thieves' one-year anniversary on March 20th, 2019, we are going to be getting an announcement for the mega update is what they're calling it and i'm and i'm gonna say that this is probably the thing that was supposed to be fall snails uh they've kind of confirmed that in the past that this is the the update that was going to be coming late uh in the in the late in in 2018 they're pushing it out they're going to be working on it this is going to be the big rework of the quest system to add more uh different kind of uh, features as far as like how you get quests or how the quests play out they're also going to be doing more of the the features more things to do uh different tools things like that and i think this is when they're going to be rolling out the pets hopefully fishing as well so in that interview there wasn't a whole lot that was covered that was really new but we did find out that uh major nelson took joe and a few other people they did their own little podcast and they they really sat out and there were some highlights that were, were given to us thanks to uh, Kate Truewalker, who was really fortunate and nice enough to uh, write all of the the kind of highlights on the patch or uh, on the forums so that we could kind of find out what was going on in that. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I'm hoping that I'll get to. So I went ahead and grabbed these and just kind of skimmed through to talk a little bit about each one uh, and, and try to use her quotes for this so that uh, everyone knows Kate Truewalker. She's one of the, the best insiders deckhands boatswains any anything you could possibly say she's one of the greats that's uh, out there on twitter and on the forums taking care of all your sea thieves needs as well she's great i love it so in that uh podcast or or show joe talks about the uh arena and how the arena is not a battle royale but it's going to be a com condensed version of the of of the sea of thieves experience and we kind of know that going into this it's going to be starting off with four player crews on galleons to start with and they're going to be iterating there they're hoping that these last about 25 minutes which sounds great if you just want to jump in and get a chance to play sea of thieves when you don't have a whole lot of time he talked about pets, and pets have been something that they wanted to use as sustainability for being able to, to add content later on without having to ask people to buy content. Because with Sea of Thieves, they just put it into the game, and, it, and it's in the world. And the only way they can really sustain that is if they have other ways for us to sustain or to give them money post using actual currency. And with that, they, they plan on giving out uh, pets as like a microtransaction that you can buy. But the pets, they want to make sure that there's something that you can that you can interact with that other people can interact with they want to they want us to be able to do silly stuff with them like shoot them out of cannons and and to be fun little things to add flavor to your voyages when you're out sailing they are still planning on tweaking some of the combat uh, i'm going to be going into the combat changes later on when i talk a little bit more about this week's patch and they also want to increase uh, the, the issues that are, are, are coming with this latest patch as far as instability. They re recognize that there's some problems with frame rates, with crashes, things like that. They want to make sure that that's taken care of. We've even had a small update recently that actually addresses some of those issues. 
And he also talks about how they want to take some of the mercenary voyages that we got this week and flesh those out and kind of uh, use those as a way to kind of increase replayability with different things to give other people uh, way reasons to have treasure on board so that there's more reasons for you to go out and hunt down other ships if you're in that PvP aspect. Uh, pioneers are going to become more accessible. The new quest, quest system has more tools and mechanics. Uh, she says there's more story, more discoverability, teamwork puzzles halving but more info on that on march 20th uh let's see the adventure the arena and events will be more of the core content coming uh to to the game later on and da, 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 that looks like that's about it i would say that that was a majority of what was going on with the two shows that they did as far as the inside xbox and then major uh major nelson's show with joe later on so with this i would say that we're looking forward to march 20th and what that's going to be as far as the announcement i imagine that once once march 20th comes if arena isn't already out it should be out really soon uh as far as we know it's still not out to pioneers now joe and craig have been out of the studio for a while so they imagine i imagine once they're back and they get a couple meetings under their belts to make sure everyone's caught up they can start releasing that out to the pioneers to make sure that there is something for them to be doing but logan you say What's what? What can I look forward to right now? What is, what is going on in the world of Sea of Thieves right now that I don't have to uh, wait for to to be able to play? Well. The nice thing is, is that we just recently got an update, and that update took care of a lot of issues that we were dealing with, even though it brought with it some of its own. So with this latest update, we had our big combat overhaul. And, okay, so maybe it's not an overhaul, but they did some tweaking. And there's a lot of things that actually went into this, and the main focus around this update was trying to improve the the, the double gun situation as far as not being able to switch guns rapidly to be able to one-shot person, but having an actual like uh, a battle with someone, you know, actually finding them in a way that feels fair and gives other people an opportunity to rebuttal your attack with uh, you know, the, the right kind of weapons. So with that, the, the, the pistol, the blunderbuss, and the eye of reach now have new wield animations. And basically what this does is it gives you a, a stronger delay between switching the actual weapons up. Now, there's already a, a, a someone that has worked out how to, how to break that to, to basically do the traditional double gun switching. And all I can say is that if you are doing this and somebody records you doing this and this is a known exploit you might get banned. So fair warning. If you do this, there's a good chance someone might record it, upload it to Twitter or the forums with your gamer tag, and they might you might get banned because that is technically what they consider an exploit. So fair warning on that. It's usually probably just better not to do that and go with a uh, different system or just using double guns in, they, in the, the, the current system that they have implemented and not exploiting something again. Beyond just the actual... Uh, double gun like animation between switching the weapons they did a lot with the eye of reach and the eye of reach has had a few hits with the nerf bat so the damage has been knocked down i would say that it's probably around 70 to 80 percent although i'm kind of leaning more towards 70 we don't i don't think we have official numbers on it right now but it's safe to say that uh one eye of reach is is not going to be enough plus a sword swing to kill someone you're probably going to have to hit them two maybe even three times to be able to kill them and the uh hit fire accuracy is like super bad right now like you you should not even try shooting from the hip uh some people did some tests and i did my own some people ran some numbers and it would hit on the the actual target about four out of ten times and i can tell you right now trying to trust that it would actually work on the 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 40 chance that it would actually work and hit the spot that you want it's going to be a lot better just to go with a blunderbuss or a flintlock pistol in fact i would probably say that a, a, a blunderbuss would be the best thing to go because even with a hit fire a blunderbuss still shoots out 10 pellets at 10 percent each so even if you hit with seven of those it's going to be the same as an eye of reach and it's not hard to run up to someone and actually blunderbuss them <laughs>
One of the other things they did to the Eye of Reach actually applies to the pistol as well. The uh, the Eye of Reach and the pistol have zero knockback now. So when you when you actually shoot them with those uh, items, you won't actually be hitting with the, the knockback. So people will actually have an opportunity to react to this. Uh, before, if you were to shoot someone with an Eye of Reach, you could shoot them with a, a Flintlock pistol immediately afterwards. The knockback would actually be so much that they wouldn't be able to move or react as a result. And having this gives a person an opportunity to take the hit but still move away and with the with the changes to swordplay it's actually uh easier to do this so right now if you were missing a cutlass swing you're no longer slowed down uh when you're moving around you know when when you before when you would swing your sword if you didn't hit anything which was why most people usually hit the ground or or wood or you know anything around the ship to try and keep that momentum going now it doesn't matter if you miss the swing it's not going to penalize you for moving around you'll you'll still have that fluidity with your actual movement so that you don't you you feel more dexterous basically you feel more agile when you're swinging a sword and it makes a difference when you're fighting skeletons and people uh, this can be really useful at forts as well. I can say from personal experience that uh, using the sword has always been a preference of mine and being able to uh, being able to, to, to fluidly move around people when swinging your you know when you're swinging your sword feels a lot better now. It feels uh, a less clunky. It feels like you're actually having a lot more fun running around swinging at people and it tends to it tends to make the the, mat, the, the engagements a little more lively. Uh, one of the other things they did in regards to weapons, um, a while back we had a change to the Eye of Reach that brought the reload back into the, the, the sound of when you could actually hear the hammer clicking. And that was when you could tell that the, that the, the Eye of Reach was actually loaded. The, the pistol and the blunderbuss now have that same reload improvement that the, that the Eye of Reach had. So now when you hear the, the pistol and the blunderbuss, uh, cock back and you hear that that click from the uh, the hammer the gun is actually going to be loaded you can fire it and that's that's a lot better than what we used to have to wait for the the actual animation for that to change so it's nice it's nice that these are just kind of getting some overall improvements uh, it looks like the the bullet projectile speed from the blunderbuss and the eye of reach now travel faster through the air providing more predictable accuracy at range so one of the big problems with the eye of reach is that there was always a fair amount of projectile uh, bullet drop with that and when you are when, when you're firing from a far enough distance sometimes you could gauge that fairly well and you never really you know you could never really get too accurate but now it seems like that's going to be improved so it's going to be a lot more useful at range and they even took off the bullet damage reduction for longer shots so if you are shooting from far away with the eye of reach know that your shots are going to go further faster with more accuracy and the same amount of damage uh, from from that distance as well too so that being said the 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 damage had to go down you know if they're going to improve the the reload speed if they're going to improve the the projectile speed if they're going to improve the damage fall off then of course they're going to have to to reduce the damage so they reduce the damage for the eye of reach like i said i feel like it's around 70 to 80 percent of your health uh for one full full uh, uh one full health bar so that's great um I know that a lot of people are pretty happy with it. I still feel like there's always room to grow with the different weapons uh, and making sure that you you kind of have a, some incentive. Like I feel like with the blunderbuss, there should be a, a proximity damage range. And, and maybe if you're a little bit closer when you actually fire it, then you're having a, you'll, you'll have a, um, a smaller cluster of bullets. Whereas the farther away you are, the, the more spread you have. And it's just kind of tweak that a little bit to make sure that you if you are using your blunderbuss at range, that it's it's not as as worthless. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen some of the skeletons firing their blunderbuss from afar, but the the spread is just insane. I don't feel like the spread should be that big on on the blunderbuss, but that's just my personal opinion. I try I kind of want to get that weapon back into the into the mix because I really love those skins. So that's just the the main kind of tweaks that they went into just the combat. So. 
talking about the rest of the actual game update. They they finally put in the streamer mode that allows you to uh, turn off other other crews' names. And I still I still have my beef with this. I still feel like there needs to be a di a difference between switching off people that are allied to you and people that are not allied to you, so you aren't accidentally killing alliance members and causing a problem. That being said, if you have alliance members and they people are able to see their names, there's they're going to get spammed with with invites and it's going to be people stream sniping you and getting into the same alliance and that could be even worse because then they could they could be sailing under the guise of an alliance flag and end up killing you and taking all your stuff as a result where you're merely just trying to, to sail around and do your own thing that being said alliances are always intended to have that that uh, that that little bit of hint that you don't necessarily have to keep uh, trustworthy with this and I've had my fair share of people uh, in alliances that we've betrayed, and sometimes it works out really, really well. Sometimes it just works out well. Sometimes it doesn't work out at all, but usually we, we come out on the better side of that. One of the, the biggest changes that came with this update that I really appreciate is the key binding option for toggling the HUD. Uh, one of my favorite things to do in games is take photographs of scenes, composing a shot, waiting for the right lighting, and just having really beautiful photos. Sea of Thieves is one of those games that looks amazing, and to be able to capture things quickly, uh, especially with like fights, engagements, other ships, with megalodons, things like that, to be able to get those perfect shots and to turn off your HUD instantly just to be able to keybind that is great. I love having that option because now I can try and get those screenshots uh, right away instead of having to wait for it and not miss out on those opportunities. I can hopefully get a couple more action shots. I had a lot of fun doing some of that in the, the latest Division uh, 2 beta that came out. They had a photo mode and I spent a lot of time hanging around in that photo mode. I wish Sea Thieves had a an actual photo mode. Having the, the toggle for the, the HUD is a good step in the right direction to give me a chance to actually get some really good action shots, especially in some of those big fights with other crews uh, where you've gotten, you know, you get like, you get the other crew and then like a skeleton ship pops up and a megalodon pops up or, or even some of those fights where you're getting sucked up by a kraken and you want to get a good overhead shot. Usually I'm sitting there spamming my sword to try and get out now I can actually toggle the HD, grab a quick screenshot, and then continue to try and fight my way back to the ship. The um, the ocean crawler cannons have been changed, and I like it. They look great, and I'm really happy uh, that they did that because they were so off-kilter that it, it never felt like you really understood where the middle of the cannon was to be able to get a better accuracy when fighting other uh, ships. And, and that's really important in combat when you're trying to actually sink another ship. If you're trying to use a cursed cannonball, I don't want to waste my ballast balls on a, a ship if I can't make sure that I, I've got the right angle on that. And ship combat is one of my favorite things in the game. So to have uh, the Ocean Crawler set uh, fall more in line with, with the Bone Crusher set where they took down the, the giant Orca Peak uh, that have those uh, be more usable is, is, is just a, a plus in my mind. I love that. Um, one of the other things they did was they changed the uh, a couple of the things with the treasure that you get. So floating treasure the, now floats to the surface after like a kraken, a megalodon, or a skeleton ship um, a lot faster. And, and that's really, and in other ships too. I remember uh, the, the latest time I went out sailing, uh, we sank a couple of sloops and we didn't think they had treasure because we figured, you know, who would be stupid enough to come chasing after a brigantine in a sloop. But as soon as we sank them, they had a couple chests pop up and that was really, it was really kind of nice. It was surprising, but uh, you know, we were welcome to it. So treasure will float up to the surface a lot more. They still, rare, if you're listening, please, I want you to, I just want you to listen to me right right this little bit everyone that plays this game will love you till the end of time if you double the time that loot stays floating i figure right now it probably stays afloat for maybe five minutes if i'm if i'm lucky please please the respawn distance on ships is so far that it is almost impossible to save your loot if you die to something stupid there have been times I have died to something stupid, a volcano, and all I want to do is sail back and get my treasure. But I can't do that if I die in the roar and you respawn me at Cannon Cove. That's just not going to happen. I just can't do that. It's it's not going to, I'm not going to get back in time. 
I can't even get back in time if this if I if I died at Kraken's Fall and spawned at at the the Cannon Cove. I can't even guarantee that that'll happen if I die at Daggertooth Outpost and I spawn on Cannon Cove. Please increase the timer for floating treasure. Does it really matter that much? I I don't know why it has to fall so quickly. Because it disappears, and then it's gone, and then it's out of the game, and I lost all that opportunity. If I can get back there fast enough, just let me do it, please. Okay, sorry. Uh, other things they did, uh, whispering, the whispers for stationary bounty skulls is a lot more, and it's a, or it's a lot louder. Is there any way that you can change this so it's not on the ship? For the love of everything that is unholy about skulls, please. I can't handle the skulls whispering so loudly on the ships anymore. I'm fine with that on islands. I'm fine with that out in the ocean, but I don't really need it because they sparkle. But when there's like 20 skulls on a ship and they're all whispering, I'm going to go mad. I'm going to go really, really mad. It's, oh man, I can't even, I'm not not even gonna go there but the the kraken's been fixed uh it's not gonna it's not gonna block the access to the lower levels for the the sloops uh anymore which is nice um brigs maybe brigantines because yo like brigantines are probably one of the worst ships for that kind of thing they've got one level you that's it every every hull hit on a brigantine is is almost uh, fatal because all the water just pours in at the same rate it's not like with a galleon or a brigand or a sloop where at least like the back holes on the aft of the sloop just kind of like seep water slowly as opposed to the lower deck where there's the the full-on like spray of water guys come on why does the brig have to be so so dangerous in the back? There's like seven spots in the back of the brigantine that are susceptible to cannon fire. Can we reduce that? Can we please reduce the amount of damage that the back of the brigantine takes? It's in, it's just insane. I have to waste five planks just for the back. Okay, um, moving on. The the shrouded ghost is uh, been had its had its leash. Uh, increased so now it's able to uh, to show up a little more often it's got a doggy door thank you rare for for giving a little doggy door to the to the shrouded ghost so we can it can go out into the backyard without joe having to be home to walk it appreciate that uh let's see ship encounter range skelly ships will wait until you're for, further away before they consider returning to the depths i didn't even know that they gave up I just figured that they that they just they followed you to the ends of the sea and that was all you could do about it the the audio for impacting on wood is bad uh i know this says that the cannonball impact audio cannonballs hitting rocks and wood now sound even better you'll be able to hear the difference between a cannonball hit uh hitting you above or below deck i i don't like the new sound i'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't like i mean there's very few things that i can say that i don't like the sound of um crying pigs is one and the new wood sound is the the other i'm not a fan of it i'm sorry i i don't if you do like it and and you think i'm totally wrong feel free to 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 message me about it because I, I just i don't feel it um they improve some different things as far as like uh visual things for for triple buffering for shadows um the 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 different sounds that are coming when when you're hitting um barrels and rowboats now or when, when you're actually sailing around you'll actually hear the barrels and the rowboats in the water if you hit them the oh oh um what am i forgetting the uh the 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 the, the kitchens have their stoves back and they have roasting pans now so we're getting cooking hopefully with the mega update uh is kind of what we're thinking so fishing cooking pets cooking f pets that we fish up i i don't know maybe i'm going crazy and the uh the we got the speed holes on the uh, the sloops on, on all the ships all the strips uh all the ships now have speed holes on them what we what they're there for no one knows they could be resting spots for where you want to sit down to fish they could be places for harpoons it could be forward cannons for chasing ships we don't know right now but right now there's some speed holes and uh i i like them i think they make the ship go a lot faster uh i don't know if that's actually true but to me it goes faster so I, I appreciate it. They might as well be racing stripes at this point for me. So until we find out more, we're just kind of sitting around waiting. 
But thanks to uh, Thor Von Blitz for digging into the water and finding a shipwreck that, uh, and I actually don't know where the shipwreck is. I forgot to ask him because I probably should have in doing my research. Um, there is a shipwreck in, in Sea of Thieves that has uh, cannons with the new speed holes and on the one of the cannons is actually laying in the spot where the the new speed hole is and that speed hole fits a cannon pretty pretty gosh darn perfectly so could that be a hint who knows uh it's a little on the nose for for rare but at the same time i wouldn't put it past them we've also seen some changes to some of the unmarked islands with uh increase in like uh, uh, uh rafting or, or not rafting but um i guess uh what would you call it like there, there's some construction down there going on and uh, people are eating stuff and leaving half peeled bananas which is a, a sacrilege and uh, it just seems like there's some some happenings going on with some of those islands and i think that might tie in with the upcoming update with a with the mega update as far as the increase in changes to the actual questing system so i'm looking forward to what that eventually turns into as well would you believe it i'm not done yet i'm not done at all there is a big beautiful fortress way out in the Devil's Roar. Now they said uh, back when Devil's Roar came out that they intended on putting out a, or putting a fortress out there eventually. We didn't know when, we didn't know how many, but we knew that they wanted to put at least a fortress out there. And finally, we now have it. If you go out to the, to the east, very, very east side, more to the north end of the Devil's Roar, you'll see a new island out there and it's called Molten Sands Fortress. And it's uh, butted up against an active, or an, a volcano. For the time being, it's not active, and we don't know if it's going to be active. It would be amazing if it does become active, because right now it says it's, it's, it isn't active yet. So I'm assuming that when the skeleton cloud appears over in the Forsaken uh, Shores and the Molten Sands, Sands Fortress is live, that that will be ridiculous. You will probably, this will probably be the first time where I would say that you'd probably want to have a couple people on the ship uh, out of volcano range and using rowboats to get to and from to battle, uh, to battle skeletons on that island. But I will say right now that if that fortress is finished and people are able to get loot there, that thing is so huge. And there is such a large area down below it uh, that before you get to the actual vault that if that island does not offer some of the most highly contested pieces of treasure, and I'm, and I'm talking, I think there needs to be a box of mysterious secrets in that vault every single time because that is going to be a dangerous thing to have to go and try and get. If you're able to get a fort in an active volcano, out in the Devil's Roar, away from all the resources that you typically get with all the other islands in the regular three seas, then that vault needs to be the most precious thing this game has ever seen. And I would expect all the loot in there to be ashen, that there be at least a box of wondrous secrets and two mega kegs. Because there's no way anyone is going to be able to get that treasure and actually survive with it if you have an active volcano and other people going there for that treasure. So rare, I'm putting it out there right now. You guys have to make that worth it. You have to make it so worth it that people are willing to risk everything for it. And a box of wondrous secrets would be a good start. That being said, I have heard some rumors in the forums, thanks to Trickster, saying that the cargo runs are gonna be upped uh, as far as value, which is good because they need to be. They really, really need to be. They're not worth it. Everyone grabs them, dumps them. They're not worth anything to anyone because the, the amount of work that goes into making those to the location in one piece with the added AI threats just isn't worth it right now. In fact, it's it's impossible to get something there. Okay, it's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely that you'll get attacked by something and not come away with some of your stuff damaged. So I, I think let me see what else is there there's a lot of stuff that went into this update and let's see i covered uh combat i covered 
the streamer mode. We covered the talks about some of the changes to the stuff that's going on with that. What else did I forget? Oh yeah, this was a bilge rat update. Can you believe it? This is actually a bilge rat update and it's almost over. Today is the 10th as the time of this recording. You have until the 13th to convince three other people that they can use a code that you can get from the CFE's website to be able to uh, to be able to play the game for free, so that they get a chance to see us. And what's going to happen is right now the build rat of uh, build rat update is called Friends Play Free. And they've introduced new cosmetics. Now the cosmetics are very easy to get. All you have to do is go visit Duke in the, excuse me, sorry, proper title, Duke the Dark Lord. You have to go visit him in the tavern. You have to buy one of his uh, voyages for five doubloons. This voyage will give you one X marks the spot, one riddle, one cargo, and one uh, order of souls voyage. Once you complete these, it will then move on to a chapter two where it will send you to an island to dig up three chests of a thousand grogs so do this if you want to give someone an experience that will encompass all of the different riddles uh voyages cargo everything except for pets or not pets uh, uh animals from the merchants to to be able to to get an idea of what it's like to play sea of thieves in the full mode all the time when you complete this mission this rum runner voyage will grant you the commendation that gives you 50 doubloons. Now you can do whatever you want with these 50 doubloons, but you can also buy the limited time mercenary cosmetics. And the mercenary cosmetics are a hull, a sail, and a flag in the red and white gold fashion of the scorpion. Now the mercenaries to me is really awesome. I love the idea and they took this from the gilded voyages that we got over the holidays last uh, December. So with the mercenaries this is probably going to be a, a, a persistent thing that keeps coming. They'll probably change it up and have you do different things that will give you an opportunity to have different end goals for the content uh, as far as the different voyages and stuff. And I imagine that we'll probably get more mercenary gear at a later time, most likely when uh, we actually have the the arena come out is when I imagine we'll probably get more of those. But we have no clue at this point. Right now, we don't have a figurehead for the mercenaries. There's no scorpion uh, figurehead available for us, and I'm kind of wondering why not. So... With the mercenaries, those are going to be available post the 13th, but the uh, free friends play free portion of that will end on the 13th. You have three days, four hours, and 50 minutes is the time I'm talking right now. So by the time you actually listen to this, it's going to be a lot less. You're probably only going to have about three days left. So with that being said, this was a great opportunity for people to bring in friends of theirs to actually get it. The game was recently $30, so a lot of people jumped on it then. And in fact, a few of my friends actually did as well. Uh, some of the people that were using it off of Game Pass ended up just picking it up for $30, which is a great price for that. I still haven't seen anything better. Um... Oh, kind of going back to the uh, to the to the actual mercenary things. I wanted to touch on that a little bit more because as of right now, the doubloons are the the kind of the the build rats were really the best way that the the best thing that has happened to the game uh, back in July when we actually start when we actually got them when we got the the doubloons to be able to exchange those for coins. It was a great way for us to kind of invest time doing something else other than just digging up treasure or fighting skeletons or tra traveling around with, uh, with, with chickens and pigs and snakes. But now we have a surplus of coins and there's a lot of pirate legends that uh, are out there with a bunch of coins that have done all the cosmetics or gotten all the cosmetics and are sitting on probably around 400, 300 worth of doubloons. I know I think I have around 325 after doing a couple mercenary missions and I'm just kind of hanging on to them. I don't necessarily need all of them but I can definitely burn those with uh, the mercenary missions especially if there's one that I really like that comes out and I want to do that over and over and over again. Being able to use my doubloons to do that will help kind of clear out some of that that pool of doubloon currency because right now we're just kind of sitting on it waiting for the next 
Bilge Rat Adventure to come out. And they always try to give us a little bit more than what we normally need. So that way you don't have to do all of the commendations to be able to get the time-limited cosmetics. They want you to be able to get the time-limited cosmetics in a reasonable amount of time. That's why they're time-limited. So having a surplus kind of has you sitting around wondering what to do with them. And the mercenary voyages are a good way to rack up uh, some of the commendations that involve the, the turning in grog chests to be able to uh, exchange doubloons for gold and vice versa, using gold to actually buy uh, voyages to be able to get stuff done and then using the doubloons to get gold from the voyages to be done. And It kind of goes in a big old circle as far as I think. There were a couple changes to the gameplay, uh, some issues that were were fixed uh, that I think people should know about and mostly because some of them are ones that really impacted what I felt about the game but one of the main things was with the chest of sorrows you used to be able to emote pick up that chest and it would just disappear in your body and I blame all of the stream snipers on the weekly streams for pointing this out to Joe Neat because he was the one that was like, oh, how'd you do that? Or, oh, that's interesting, huh? We'll have to take a look at that. And here it is, almost a year later, and they finally fixed that bug. And I blame you snipers for doing it because now I have to sacrifice one of my crewmates to sit on the ladder with the chest of sorrows so the boat doesn't sink because they don't want to bail. They don't want to, I mean, if they want to bail, they can bail, but they're not going to bail and they're not going to remember to bail or they're not going to pay attention. So now I have to force one of them to sit on the ladder. So I blame you, stream snipers. You're the ones that are forcing my poor crewmate to sit on the ladder with the chest of sorrows while I play music or, I don't know, go barrel hunting or something. You know, I'm usually doing something important. One of the other things that was changed that I think was actually kind of a nice thing was uh, the, the the Kraken. Uh, you can actually row your boat through the, the inky waters a little bit faster now. And I'm kind of glad about that because uh, one of the problems that was with the robots is you, you'd get your rowboat and you wanted to get your loot. And you want to go get out of there because otherwise you'd get sucked up by the crack and you'd die and you wouldn't be able to get to your rowboat and it was just a big old hassle. So you should be able to uh, row slowly through the Kraken ink, and that's kind of a nice change. I really appreciate that. Uh, some of the floating rocks around Devil's uh, Ridge. Was it Ridge? Devil's Ridge? Oh, I think it was Devil's Ridge. Yeah, the, the floating rocks, I guess those have decided to settle down and uh, relax now. And uh, the... Um, Oh, I just blanked on it. The UI, all the NPCs now have the same consistent interaction button. This was something that I thought was a crucial fix that needed to come into the game at some point. I wrote up an article on the forums uh, a while back talking about UI unification and standards for the game. You sh you have so many NPCs and there's some from when the game launched to ones that have been introduced later on to examples like where Duke, Duke was always interacted with the F key and exited with the uh, exit, exit key or the, uh, the X key on, on PC. And you always had different ways of interacting with them. And the problem was is that they wanted to have contextual inputs for the NPC. So if you're, say, holding a chest and you walked up to the gold hoarders, the way that you would give it would be the interact key. But normally the interact key would not be the interact key that you would use to talk with him. So there's a lot more consistency now when you're actually interacting with them. And I appreciate that a lot because it, it removes a lot of the guesswork in what people would expect when they go to interact. And I think that the UI unification needs to continue on. It needs to be pushed to all the different things like the flag box, like the barrels, like the crates. All of that needs to be something that is is understood. So there's the same input. So you build that muscle memory because the best way for people to accept changes that come into a game is if there's a hint of familiarity when something comes in. So if you add a new item or you add a new thing for someone, there's uh, ways for them to understand how you're going to interact with it. And I, this even kind of goes to items that deal with uh, secondary actions. The the tankard has a secondary action. You drink or you you toast. With you with with other items, they don't have secondary actions yet, and probably because some of those are coming, but also probably because some of those aren't 
something that they've 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 decided to put into the game or they haven't found the right thing to do and i know there's a lot of smart people out there just like myself and a lot of other people that i've talked to that have thought up ideas for things to do with secondary actions for a lot of the items um a lot of it kind of goes back to me thinking about skulls and how you pick them up to listen to their secrets and you can go find other treasure or they can take you to a different treasure so that way you can actually get a better reward instead of turning in that chest just to the order of souls I would like to be able to circumnavigate some of the uh, the trade companies if I'm not using them for reputation or I'm not using them for for voyages. If I'm using them for like, um, or, or if I'm going and finding stuff on my own, or if I'm say if you find like a skull on a beach, and that skull knows where there's some really good treasure. But you can't get to that treasure because uh, you, you don't know where it is. You have to listen to the skull to actually get to that treasure. So he tells you or she tells you where they buried their treasure. And then you have to create your own map. Like, I love that idea. Why can't I have that? That and like booby traps and a whole bunch of other stuff like forts or holding down uh, an area and, and putting all your treasure in it. Oh, man, I'm trying to I'm getting I'm getting uh, I'm getting distracted. So. Lots of different things that came in with this last update. It's it's great. It didn't come without its uh, pains. And a lot of people, especially on Reddit, have been... Com- actually, the forums, too, actually. I've been noticing a lot of people on the forums complaining about this. The Xbox One has had some serious frame rate issues. And I'm hoping that those fixes come swiftly so that those people are content. Uh, because as we found out from the most recent Inside Xbox, about 65 percent of the player base over one weekend that they looked at the numbers for are xbox players now we don't know if that's xbox and xbox one or you know what the mix is but generally most people are playing on xbox and to address the crossplay issue uh it's coming get used to it i'm gonna adapt people are gonna adapt around it and it's not gonna be an issue people are going to find that it's not a big deal and it's just going to be fine overall but uh with with xbox players having the new client installed there was a lot of problems that came with the the recent patch and unfortunately that's something that they actually had to hot fix uh i believe it was thursday or friday i think it was friday they had to hot fix a couple major issues so if you are running into these problems the best thing i can recommend go in the forums submit the bug with as much information as you possibly can hit up twitter hit up the uh, the co thieves support handle and let them know what's going on open a ticket with them so they can address it make sure that you're being constructive not negative with your feedback so that they have the best information possible to be able to respond to it and get it fixed quickly okay i think i think that covers a majority of this last week it has been dry for the last few weeks and in fact nothing but conspiracies and theories and controversy have been feeding our our minds in the last few weeks this is the first uh actual update that we've gotten for sea thieves in quite a while i want to say around two months uh maybe it's only been a month god has it only been a month man i i can't keep track of time i'm horrible with that but i do want to say that i've had a really good time with the the new mercenary hull and and liveries i think they look great but I feel like this build rat adventure is a little lackluster. Uh, I'm glad that they did something. I'm glad that we got some sort of content and that it's content that we haven't actually seen, say from like the art book or anything that's been data mined. But at this point, I'm kind of concerned that the build rat update that we have isn't going to be fleshed out enough. You can literally go do this in about an hour to two hours and then that's it. You you can repeat it as much as you want, but if you don't want to spend those doubloons or you don't even have the doubloons to be able to spend them, then you're kind of SOL at that point uh, in Sea of Thieves, just kind of back to business as usual. So that being said, I had a really good time with this voyage and I went out with a buddy of mine from work, Brian, who is in charge of Undead Gaming uh, Empire. And and he does he's got his own um, YouTube. 
He's He's been making content for a while now, doing a lot of Let's Plays, things like that. So if you guys are interested, Undead Empire Gaming, give my friend uh, an opportunity to please you with his uh, with his, his videos and stuff. He does swear, just as a heads up, so in case you have kids in the room, just kind of can their ears. But he does good videos and plays through a lot of games that I haven't, that I've been watching him play through to get kind of a gist on what, what the game is actually about and see if it's something that I want to pick up later on. So if um, if you do that, I would really appreciate it. He's a good friend of mine, so I just want to give him a shout out. And so I picked up the game, or he picked up the game when I was streaming it, and I've been meaning to play with him for a while. So him, myself, and another friend of mine, Mending Mercy, went out on a brigantine, and we had a blast. Uh, we went out sailing around doing a mercenary mission, and just kind of getting our, our getting our feet wet. Like uh, Brian did a great job. He picked up the game amazingly well. Mending had been playing for a while, so he was already pretty familiar. But they asked some great questions as far as information about the game. And it feels so good to have that information available to them to not just be like, I don't know. So we went out sailing, and, and before we even really even got started, we get out of uh, we get out of the dock uh, at, at Dagger Tooth Outpost, and a sloop is sailing up to us as we're kind of figuring stuff out and figuring out where we need to go. And I'm trying to get them to kind of work it out on their own because I don't want to. I, I have a tendency if if I'm playing with people that aren't uh, aren't, aren't familiar with the game game to kind of grab stuff and kind of handle stuff on my own. And, you know, I can run a brig if I need to alone, but I, I shouldn't be. I should be involving them and I should be having them kind of boss me around. I should be the support in this instance. So as they were kind of working that out on where to go and whatnot, we get attacked by a sloop. And kudos to this sloop for all their heartfelt efforts as they tried to sink us. I can't say that things worked out really well for them though. We immediately jumped on cannons and started lobbing shots at them. Uh, I hit them with a couple cursed cannonballs and I mostly focused a lot of my firing on their one cannon. Now they pulled up broadside to us and I, I can't think of a time where one gun beats two guns, but they they felt like the that, that was going to work out. So uh, much to the contrary, they sank and uh, Brian lunged out there expertly for not playing the game very long and made sure to, uh, to, to kill anyone that had happened to surface. Meanwhile, the little bit of treasure that they had floated to the surface, Mending and myself went out there and started to actually get the treasure and bring it back onto the ship. So far, for their first adventure out with me on a brigantine, things are going awesome. We managed to sail around and check out different uh, islands and start working on riddles and start working on digging up treasure and doing cargo runs and starting fighting skeletons and stuff. And on Crooked Mass, where we're fighting the skeletons, one of my favorite sounds in the game now. Now, I, I remember I did this list a, a bit ago, and we actually, I actually talked about some of the favorite sounds that I have in the game. One of my new favorite sounds in the game has to be my friends screaming at the first time they get attacked by a powder keg skeleton. That sound will resonate in my mind for all of eternity. I think I will be on my deathbed, and if anyone ever asks me some of my favorite gaming moments, it will probably come down to some of the battles that I've had in Sea of Thieves where my friends run, screaming like a kid from gunpowder skeletons. It is the most hilarious sound in the entire world. I can't replicate it. I wouldn't do that injustice to that to that sound, but that memory of mine will resonate forever, and I love it. I will never get rid of that sound. I will give up so much other information in my brain to keep those sounds in my head. Man, <laughs> listening to them scream as they're running away, and then the utter defeat that comes as a result of a powder keg blowing them to smithereens and sending them to the ferry for the first time is some of the greatest sounds I've ever heard. I love it. I wouldn't give that up for anything. But moving on, we, we sail around to Kraken's Fall, we sail around to Crooked Masts, and we do try Rock Isle and a couple other. But for the most part, we're kind of working on this mission and things are going really well. We, we take the loot that we've gained from the sloop that for some reason felt like they could beat us. Uh, and then the stuff that we picked up from the mercenary quest, and we headed over to Galleon's Grave to turn in. We put all of our treasure in there, and immediately Brian goes and buys as much stuff re relating to the hunter set as possible. He loves the hunter set. I can't blame him. It looks pretty good. But he goes out, and he decides that he's he's got his whole persona already set up. He already knows exactly what he wants to look out look for. 
and he's going for it. I pick up the mercenary hull and, and uh, liveries, and I decide to throw those on because I want to get a couple photos for myself. I just really like them, and they look great on a brig. So we decided to do that. As we throw down in Athena's, we're sailing around, and mending has to go. Brian and I are just kind of hanging out, and Brian, uh, or no, I'm sorry, we turned o- we turned in over at Daggertooth. I sailed over to the Galleon's Grave, where uh, a galleon that we had run into over on Kraken's Fall, and... <laughs> The irony of this. So I, I, I tell I tell Mending and I tell Brian that we should uh, hold off on um, dropping the anchor at Kraken's Fall because there's a galleon nearby and you never know if that galleon decides to head over here. They could be pretty quickly and, and you know, you don't want to get caught with your pants down and find out that you have to have a battle and you're halfway across Kraken's Fall. Guess what happened? Well, something kind of like what you're thinking, but not exactly. So we get on to Kraken's Fall, and we're chasing around, looking for the, looking for this riddle, and trying to find out where the cargo is. Well, I already know where the cargo is, so I'm not really looking for that. I'm just kind of gathering resources as we go along. Meanwhile, this galleon decides to come and visit us on Kraken's Fall. And as soon as we find out that the galleon's over there, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm already on the south side of Kraken's Fall. We're parked on the north side. I have to traverse across the entire island to be able to get back to the, to the ship to defend it. And it's a galleon, so I'm already kind of concerned because we're already uh, undermanned and undergunned. We get over there, and there's a squeaker yelling over over voice chat in the he's like i'm on their ship i'm on their ship and they've got so much treasure it's amazing god this he is so excited and we find out that this crew is actually fairly new not entirely new like some of them have got the full kraken and full ocean crawler set so obviously they've done the shrouded uh the 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 uh, devil shroud stuff but the or not the devil shroud stuff what am i thinking the forsaken shore stuff um over in the devil's roar thank sorry don't email me please and as we're over there the, uh, the, the the galleon is like coming and talking with us and I'm trying to play it as cool as possible because at this point I'm, I'm certain that if this galleon wanted to they could have sank us because we just weren't prepared for them at all. Like we were kind of prepared in the back of my mind I was thinking like okay this could be a possibility but it may not happen so I'm not going to be too worried about it because they went straight for crooked masts. So I was like okay well if they were out hunting they probably would have come straight for us so they're probably out voyaging and I think we'll be okay. Well, they were out voyaging, but they decided to come visit because they wanted to do an alliance. And I was okay with this because they kind of had us by the toes. So I wasn't too resilient to it, but then they decided to, to leave their squeaker with us and they ditched him. So now we've got a squeaker and the galleon is sailing off after we join alliance and we chat a little bit about uh, my obsidian blade, the, uh, the, the ferryman stuff that I got from the controller. And... He is, he, he, it's so funny. It was actually kind of adorable. He wanted to sleep in our treasure. He wanted to have like a little treasure fort in the back of the brig. So I, as he's laying on the bed, I stack up the treasure around him as much as possible so that he's quote unquote hidden from other people in, in, in the, the amass of treasure. Like he's so excited for that. And he wants to sail with us uh, at this point. So we're, we're kind of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm really uneasy about having people on my ship, especially if I don't know them. So I generally don't let people on my ship. They usually get murdered if they board without asking. That's just how, how I am. I'm okay with, with uh, you know, alliances, but just don't board my ship without me letting letting you know it's okay. So as uh, as, as they're coming, or as they're leaving, we decide to finish up our, our island and we get it taken care of. We bring our treasure back and we start sailing out towards, uh, uh, what was it, Sunken Grove. I think Sunken Grove was our last, our last one where we had our grog chests. And Squeaker is running around the island just constantly talking. Meanwhile, we're in Discord trying not to double talk. We're using in-game chat and Discord. And we get attacked by the Megalodon. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, perfect. This is awesome. We're going to get attacked by the Megalodon. And Squeaker is probably going to die. Not something that I normally want for, you know, Squeakers. Because, you know, they're just trying to play the game. But at the same time, he's a liability. And I don't want to kill the liability because I don't want to ruin the, the, the alliance. Because Brian and Mending have never been in an alliance as far as I know, and I want them to have a good experience. And Mending actually brought this up. He actually said that, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty pretty big community-building person. And 
after after them talking about it, I, or after him mentioning that, I kind of realized, yeah, I actually do kind of like the idea of building communities and friendships and, and getting people excited about the game and having fun. And a lot of that comes from having alliances and stuff. So as a community builder, part of me didn't want to ruin the alliance for, for both sides, but the squeaker had to die. And thankfully, Meg obliged. Uh, it didn't take long for the Megalodon to bind us a couple times. And as most squeakers and inexperienced pirates find out, the Meg hurts a lot, especially if you're trying to fire at the Meg when the Meg is biting, because the Meg wins over cannons for a while. So Squeaker dies, and we find out that the Galleon is heading towards Sunken Grove, where we have our treasure. So I decide we need to leave, because I don't want them digging up our... <sighs> they dug up one of our treasure chests. Uh, they were close enough, and I don't know how... They managed to ping one of our three chests. And we had already started sailing to Daggertooth to try and turn in. And I hear the clunk, and I look at the map, and there's only two more axes on there. And I'm like, dang it. Oh, that sucks. So thankfully, we found another grog chest later on. It wasn't too big of a deal because we dealt with the Megalodon and got one from there. But if you're sailing with another crew in your alliance, and you happen to be at the same island with treasure chests just be cautious. They could probably ping yours and not realize it's theirs, especially if they're inexperienced and having to try and argue over treasure may or may not work out in the best favor and it may break up the alliance and you may have to take all their treasure. Just giving you that warning. Regardless, we finished up the Athenas. We did a skull fort. We killed a Kraken. We did a mercenary quest. I managed to get Brian just about all of the content that's available in Sea of Thieves outside of a Kraken the Shrouded Ghost, and the Devil's Roar. That was about it. And I gotta say, he loved it. He had a really good time. I had a really good time with him, and I was really happy that I got to give him that kind of experience, especially lately, having some of my friends go out and play the game with uh, with others and, and getting them a chance to see just the, the amount of love that I have for this game, just being able to see a glimpse of that and, and being able to give them something that shows like why this game is so unique, why this game is so good, and why I'm looking forward to the next year of content for this game. I would not have gotten tattooed if I didn't love this game, and it's so great to see people see the same thing that I see in this game. I've been talking for a long time. That's going to do it. It was an impromptu captain's log, I guess. Yeah, I think that's going to be an impromptu captain's log. All right, I got a lot of first mate's logs in this week, so I think I'm going to pick one randomly and go with that one. That being said, Corey writes in to C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. He writes into my email address, CaptainLogan at gmail.com. He says, it all starts with a full belly and a mercenary mission from good old Duke. The seas were rough, but the horizon was clear, so off we went. While bartering with Penelope at Kraken's Fall, I see every pirate with a rowboat full of goods, worst case scenario begin to unfold. Sails not on the horizon at the beach. Goose, abort mission, drop sails and run. There's a boat here. Go, 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 I yell. He jumps from the rowboat with the agility of a turtle and swims back to the ship, dropping the sails to the wind to vanish like a ghost. The sails were white. The pirate was friendly and an alliance was formed. So we hit the final chapter of this treacherous mercenary voyage and were rewarded with three chests of a thousand grogs. But the celebration was short-lived as my first mate had to depart for a brief while. So off I go, solo sloopin', until his return. A captain's chest was gifted to me from the gold hoarder gods on the island next to our new friend. I sneak over and place this chest in front of the wheel of this aspiring young pirate, because sometimes a little generosity goes a long way. After the next island, I check the map, and somehow our new friend is across the map. I'm baffled, so I pull my spyglass to see a galleon in his place. No legend would allow such a thing. These guys took what I gave to him and I wasn't having it. I need a hand, mate. A battle has begun, I yell. A flurry of footsteps rush past me as I hear, I'm on my way, Dad. Keep her afloat. 
During the ensuing battle, we converse with the enemy on the ferry and find that they aren't bad people, just messing with the wrong sloop. And after they sink us, a new alliance was formed. So on our new ship, we head to Galleon's Grave to meet these new pirates on neutral ground. When we get there, our newfound friends aren't alone. I look at Goose and I say, watch this. I run in, grab two Ashen Athenas, and place one on each galleon. Both of those galleon were off to get us Athena's rep. Now, with both big boys off playing in the roar, we were left completely uncontested at the skull fort that had recently popped. So again, I lost my mate for a short time and decided to check on our friends in the roar. When I get there, I board the ship and am flabbergasted at the amount of loot they have. This is not just an Athena's. It's all organized. Well over 20 chests, multiple grogs and captains, plus skulls and merchant stuff. So off I go to check on the other boat when I get a party invite of one of the first boat's crew. Headhunter, turn around, we sink, hurry, came across the comms. Wait, are you from the boat I just left with all that on there? Yes, it's floating, I hear. Immediately, drop the anchor, raise anchor, straighten. Goose, I need a hand. And again, a flurry of feet, and I'm on my way, Dad. We get to the scene, and there's one pirate picking up and dropping the treasure to reset the float timer. So at this point, we get all the treasure on our sloop, and a volcano erupts. We drop sails and run all the way in contact, all the while in contact, but somehow alone on our ship. In comes the shroud. I look at Goose and say, we can leave the Alliance and party and cut and run. They'll never find us. I feel proud as I hear, don't even think about it, Dad. We don't play like that. I hope he sounds like that. So we head to Morrow's Peak, and while we are traveling, the other galleon turns in their Athenas. So we get one of our crew members on board from the boat that sank. So the original boat gets all the credit for the treasure on our ship, while they get to go get their Athenas chests. Now, upon their return, things get crazy and pirate blood is spilled. The crew that already turned their chest backstabs the other crew that sank and stole the Athenas while it was about to be turned in. Now, as this happened, me and Goose joined the fray for a little fun, but mainly sat back and laughed at our employees fighting each other while upper management was counting the coin. It didn't matter who, who of them turned in the chest as long as it got turned in. Moral of the story is not all coin is made with sword and pistol, but property, properly micromanaging your situation. It was a 70,000 coin trip to start and finish. Always be playing chess while others play checkers. Now, the end of that gets confusing, and I know it's probably too long to read on air, but if it was one of your best and funniest voyages we've had a long time, uh, if you want to read it on air, edit it however you want, uh, but when we tried to tell the story, it all seemed like each of those parts were, were necessary to convey for the whole thing to come across. Keep up the good work, Captain Logan. We listen weekly. Thanks again, Headhunter450 and Goose Stop Banana. Thank you guys very much for your story. It was great. I'm sorry if I butchered it, butchered it a little bit. I've been talking a lot. Actually, I think I've been talking for the last five hours straight roughly uh, yeah i've done did two podcasts Ch uh, by the way uh i almost forgot check out this week's player one podcast with uh phil with cj and kevin larrabee from uh back in my play they they always do a great podcast kevin's uh, guest guest aired with me uh and i had a really good time we talked about apex legends a lot it's good. <laughs> that being said, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. It's going to be a longer one and hopefully filled with a lot of content. I can't wait to see what next week brings as we get uh, further and further into this update to see how other people like it, to see if mercenary missions get changed at all during this update and see if anything else comes as a result of this build rat adventure. Because who knows when the next content update may be coming. <laughs> All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much. 
If you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, feel free to send them out to me. You're always welcome to go on to iTunes to do a review, uh, five stars, whatever you feel like it. Feel free to give me honest feedback. Uh, I had a three-star uh, rating. It was my first non-five-star rating this week, and it said this is a PVE podcast, LOL. Thank you for that feedback. I tried to include a little bit more PVP uh, from my voyages in this week's episode. I do love PVP. It's fine. I'm just the typically the pirate that is willing to try and build groups uh, because I'm a community builder as Mending made me realize the other day, but I do kill pirates as much as possible if they fire on me. I'm very, very protective over my hull and nobody gets it ever. If they do, kudos because it was probably hard fought. Uh, that being said, if you want to reach out to me in other ways, there's always ways to do that. You can always hit me up on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. I have a Keelhaul pod uh, handle as well, but I'm not as active on there. It's mostly a placeholder for links, things like that. And if you want to get a hold of me uh, like Corey did, feel free to email me again, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always reach me there. Uh, I'm in-game, but I'm not always available at C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. That's my gamer tag. Feel free to message me there. Um, I play a lot of games, and I've been playing more other games because we've had uh, content lulls in Sea of Thieves and I'm Athena's 10 so there's not as much for me to do other than teaching other people stuff and getting coin so if I'm not playing Sea of Thieves I'm probably playing Heroes of the Storm I'm probably playing Division 2 or I'm probably playing Apex Legends or something of that ilk and I'm usually doing it with other groups of friends that are more into those games because I don't get to spend as much time with them on the Sea of Thieves except now maybe they're playing Sea of Thieves so you never know. Anyway that's going to do it pirates thank you very much for listening thank you very much for your commitment for your love for your passion for your stories i love them all i appreciate them all and i really look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves